Hello and welcome to our second in a three-part podcast series focusing on digital health and care, where we will not only be looking at the current challenges in the marketplace, but how the right digital technology and strategic partnerships can overcome these and pave the way for new models of care, putting the patients at the heart of the services being delivered. My name is Divya Bedi, Project Manager CGI, and I will be your host for these series. CGI has been selected by Delta Wellbeing as its long-term strategic partner to improve health and social care in the West Wales and beyond through its new digital transformation program. The Delta Connect program is transforming the way health and social care is delivered, implementing a new model of self-help and proactive care to improve well-being, help people stay independent and reduce demands on long-term or acute health and social care. The initial focus of the partnership between CGI and Delta is the digitization of Delta Wellbeing's telecare services in preparation for the upcoming analog switch off in 2025, creating a platform for new digital health and care service delivery. In our first podcast with Paul and Stuart, we covered the current challenges we are facing and the role technology has in overcoming these. Today, we will be focusing on the future of health and care over the next few years. With me, we have Carla Dix, Strategic Innovations Program Lead from Delta Wellbeing. Hi there. And Stuart Parsons, Digi- Director of Consulting Services for Health and Care from CGI. Hi, Divya. Hi, guys. So let me start by asking my first question. What are some of the key priorities moving forward to address in health and care over the next few years? Um, well, so from our perspective uh, here in, in West Wales, um, there are some significant challenges that uh, all our health and social care colleagues are actually going to be facing. And I suppose it's not really unique to West Wales. This is something that we're seeing across the whole of the UK. Um, we've got still that increased level of demand for those services. We have workforce challenges and um, some of those budget constraints that, that we, we hear about regularly um, across our sort of media. Um, and I think certainly for us, a, a priority is about that integration uh, to be able to sort of provide those efficiencies and across health and social care. We've had lots of conversations about integration over the years, but I think we, we're not really at a point where there is a level of true integration. Quite lucky locally that we have um, a little bit more of a joined up approach, certainly through the transformation projects uh, for things like our Connect service. Uh, we work very closely across health and social care. So we've been afforded the opportunities to really drive some of the change that will allow us to be able to um, join things up a little bit more, as I said, to be, become more efficient in the ways that our staff are able to do their jobs, to, to cut out some of that waste, cut out that sort of silo working. Um, and I think there are obvious benefits there, not only to our staff and to uh, be able to provide better outcomes for our clients, but also about um, meeting some of those budget challenges then, shall we say. So what we're aiming to do then is, I suppose, change the way we're working by being proactive, by being pro- preventative. And I appreciate that um, sometimes that's a bit of a challenge in, in the worlds that we're in because we have got all of this demand that needs us to be reactive. However, we have to do something different to be able to sort of um, support some of those pressure points in our health and care services and, and make some change by providing a, a new model of delivery really. 
Um, to match colors, uh, thinking, you know, I think for me, it's a real focus on proactive lifestyle monitoring and keeping us safe and well in our, in our day-to-day lives. And through this, you know, maximize technology that underpins the new service model and tooling and, and data approach that creates a, a kind of proven case study. And we're able to tailor care to individuals as we learn more about them and the care they need to deliver a more kind of personalized service provision, you know. Commissioners have often historically struggled um, on what to provide, uh, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm conscious when even when I say this that I recognise there's still quite an education piece in all this uh, to undertake and explain the benefits of this type of, of new approach, you know, and how all that technology can can come together as well. Absolutely, and like with this, uh, what do you think are some of the barriers um, to change, and how can technology address these barriers and drive the change forward? Um, I think we've still got some challenges with um, with the technology. So I think we've we work still work within a fairly sort of um, I, well, I'd say is it quite an old fashioned world with the analog side of it. However, the digital switch I think is going to push the boundaries and allow um, us to push the boundaries. Certainly, I think we're coming from a perspective, and, and again, this is about the tech that's out there, how do we actually make best use of the data that we've actually got coming from that? We need to provide those sort of actionable insights, I suppose, and be proactive and and try to be predictive in the way they're working, to be more effective in the interventions that we put in place and, and how we actually work uh, for the clients. And I think um, giving us the opportunity to have a, a 360 view of a client because uh, we tend to work in those silos where you've got health on one side, social care on another, uh, and a myriad of other uh, parties that actually work with these individuals and, and they never join up and they never necessarily work together. So you've got people bouncing around systems really. And I think if we're able to join things up and get that data working, uh, because invariably we've not got one system for all, um, then we're able to make better use, I said, again, of that data. Um, and also with the tech that's already out there that people are already using, it will allow us to uh, encourage individuals to bring their own devices to the table so we can actually utilize their data and monitor. And again, back to what Stuart said about that sort of monitoring of patterns and behavior, allowing us to then be better prepared for what may come through in the future, really. It also allows us to support that individual who may end up in an acute situation, um, who may already be used to them being monitored and, and being supported by services like ours. Um, and allow them to perhaps take a little bit more interest in their own health and social care sort of world and and, and become um, engaged and co-produce in those areas, which I think allows them for a, a much smoother transition into some of those perhaps statutory service provisions that may be needed um, and allows us again, like I said, to provide better outcomes for our clients ultimately. Yeah, I think with the breaking down of barriers between data sharing, you know, there's actually a huge business change element that you know, goes into that. But having a standardized single platform approach for the collection of data just really helps us transform you know, all that information into insight, you know, improve and enhance understanding of the individual. And as we gather and consolidate information from you know, all aspects of, of their lifestyle and, you know, and the devices they're using, as, as Carla mentioned. And, there's that type of change when you know, a real plethora of systems can be incorporated, uh, sorry, incorporated. 
that can also help the individual in their circle of care around them, you know, be more informed and, you know, more involved in their care delivery and supporting the choices, you know, they make. And, and what we would like to see is ultimately that improving people's health outcomes. So with these new improvements, um, how do you think health and care industry will look like in the next five to 10 years? Um, I think if, if I look a little um, inwards from a, a Wales perspective, um, we have an opportunity to make a significant difference to um, our, our, our service users because we're, we're quite a small nation at the end of the day. And ultimately our population have similar needs and similar requirements really. With a system that's going to allow us to share data and to have that 360 view of individuals, we're going to be able to do things differently. We're going to be able to have efficient systems, allow our staff to be more effective and to provide better outcomes across our health and social care services. I think the reality of it is at this present time, it's too risky not to do something differently uh, than it is to take on those risks of actually transforming and being innovative and pushing the boundaries of what we're able to do. So something with regards to that sort of digital platform, yes, we have to do that. But I think the work that we're uh, hoping to do with CGI or will be doing with CGI is going to take things to the next level. And I think transform the way that health and social care services look, certainly in the, in the not too distant future as well. Yeah, like like Carl, you know, the exciting thing for me is that you know what we're talking about now, you know where we're headed, what we're creating should allow us to kind of construct a, a single view of an individual from a more kind of place-based perspective. So you know the cross-organisational view, and also that could be you know repeatable and, and a kind of single approach for all regions. You know with a capability that's going to provide a kind of personalised flavour for each individual that will result in what I believe to be like a truly bespoke care service, uh, you know, for me as an individual. And also, well, I, again, believe will kind of default result in improved health outcomes for me too and, and for those individuals. So, you know, whilst we're keeping individuals and those around that person in their circle of care also informed. So it's just, you know, it's fantastic to think about really in that sense. And you know, so if I dared to dream, you know, it'd be the, the use of this um, technology as part of, my everyday lifestyle, you know, that's ubiquitous um, in a kind of helpful way, uh, building this picture of me and how best to keep me well. And obviously when I need it, how best to help me. Thank you for your time today. I hope you found this very informative and some great points were raised by both Carla and Stuart. I hope you're excited for the final podcast where we will continue this conversation with Gareth Reese and discuss how partnering can bring in success for health and care. If you want to find out more, please visit the CGI website or reach out to us on LinkedIn. Thank you.